live on the Exeter Sports Network. It's Exeter Baseball. Brought to you by the new Birdies Inn, 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter, and Prime Auto Service, 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue. Now to the broadcast booth, here's your announcer, Mike Boyer. Bring up the Exeter left fielder, John Mark, number nine. There's a humpback line to short, field it. Fired across, a nice play there by the shortstop as that ends the inning, six to three on the putout. But not before the Eagles jump back on top of their offensive ways. Getting three here in the bottom of the first. After one full inning, it's the Falcons nothing and our Eagles three. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. It's the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here to Rifton as we go into the top of the second inning. Exeter jumps out to a 3-0 lead after an explosive first inning that picked up right where they left off in the fifth, sixth, and seventh innings of yesterday's game against the Blazers. You know, Wagner gave up three hits in that first inning, three earned runs, but two of those hits were extra base hits. The double by Weller on a ball that was misplayed as the left fielder slipped down, and then that blast to center field that one hopped off the fence by Nick Sider. And so Exeter and Michael Greenewald have a three-nothing lead as we go to the bottom, uh, the top of the second inning with the left fielder, number five, Beard, coming to the plate for the Falcons. Trying to uh, keep the scorebook clean here as the rain falls and the wind blows and everything else happens. But again, we're about to get underway here, top of the second inning. Beard against Greenewald. Greenewald from the set position. He delivers as the ball down the dirt. Looks like the rain has slowed down here. The wind certainly hasn't, but the rain has. There's a I'll take wind over rain. Mike. Absolutely. There's a fastball on the inside corner. Not sure Beard liked that pitch or that call, but it's one and one here in the count. There's a shot right down the middle. He was looking for something off speed there and didn't get it. Mike, we need to apologize to people. We were having some internet connectivity issues that I just resolved. So hopefully we're being heard now. We are being heard now. There is no question. All right. Well, welcome back, all of our listeners. There's a breaking ball fisted in the center field. Drifts back as the wind picks it up a little bit. Kelsey takes a few steps back and makes the grab for the first out here in the top of the first. Mike, are you aware that sodas now cost like two fifty? Unfortunately, as much Coke as I drink, yes, I, I am aware of that. Restaurants are gouging people, and so are the convenience stores. Not the restaurants that, that uh, 
advertise with us. No, no, of course not them. They're, they're the ones who don't charge overcharge for the soda. There's a breaking ball, rolled slowly to third base. Sheeran up with it, fires across the diamond. Cider stretches, and we got a nice got play him. there by Devin Sheeran. He got wow. him right there. Nice play as that goes five to three for the second out here in the top of the first. Dude, that was shades of Mike Schmidt. Well, I'm not going to go that far because I believe Mike Schmidt's the greatest third baseman of all time. <laughs> but I will say that that was an outstanding play by Devin Sheeran. Schmidt, Schmidt would have barehanded that, by the way. He would not have used his glove at all. <laughs> Michael Jack Schmidt, as the immortal Harry Kaus would always call after a home run blast by the greatest Philly of all time, Mike Schmidt. Not going to disagree with you. Be ooh, oof. And, and Norris is hit by a pitch there. That'll be the first runner today for the Falcons. I remember one game in a playoff game in Cincinnati. What year did they play Cincinnati? Was it 76, 77? Um, I don't recall, to be honest with you. Schmitty barehanded one in midair. Line shot down the third ba baseline and threw it to first to double uh, the runner off. As I said, to me, the all-time greatest Philly. As Greenwald throws over to first base just to keep Norris close. What's the best name for a Philly of all time? Uh, give me a second on this. Played in the 1980 World Series team. You're not going to say Del Unser, but... Uh, no, I'm not going to say Del Unser. There's another pitch up and in. Okay, just tell me. Shaken Bake McBride. <laughs> Nickname, Shaken okay. Bake, yes, absolutely. <laughs> now batting for the Falcons is their pitcher. I was going to hit you with Bailey Wagner. Rimple. There's a poke in the right field, right at Frantic as he drifts to his left to make the catch. And a fairly easy inning for Greenewald, the hit batter. So for the Falcons, no runs, no hits. They leave one on at the end of one and a half. It's Exeter three, Cedar Crest one. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shock get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service, also your local U-Haul rental provider. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe 
in the Flying Hills set. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back to live action as Rohan Talagadivi hits a ground ball to third base and a nice play there by the third baseman for the Falcons. That was uh, John Kroll diving to his left, came up to his feet and fired across the field to get Rohan by a step. And there's one out here in the bottom of the second inning. Mike, I really thought that Talagadivi was going to make it to first on that one. I appreciate you helping me there. As Evan Frank, the right fielder, steps in, sees a backdoor breaking ball. Now, I know our friend Corey Hanahoe, dad of the extra second baseman, is listing Armorillo, Texas, and he can say that name without a problem. But he also gave Rohan the nickname Rosie, so he didn't have to say it. And so I like to use the nickname Rosie, and we certainly appreciate Corey listening to us at the Armorillo, Texas airport as he's trying to fly back home for the holidays. Excellent. Glad you're with us, Corey. We appreciate it. And Frannick sees a strike there. Talked about Evan yesterday. Did a really nice job. Not only getting anything start the base hit, they're just going to fist one to the shortstop and hump back liner as the second out here of the inning. Uh, but he did a really nice job of laying down a second bunt in that sixth inning that allowed that inning also to be a very productive inning as we took the lead. So he did a really nice job in multiple uh, trips to the plate yesterday. That brings up the leadoff man, Owen Wisner, who's hit by a pitch his first at bat. Wizzy sees a fastball right down the chute and takes it for a strike. So that ball's down as uh, Wagner tries to work a quick second inning after throwing 21 pitches in the first inning, trying to get out of this with as many pitches saved going into later in the game. There's another breaking ball, shot to the right side, fielded by the first baseman, flips to Wagner, covering, and that'll end the inning. So quick work here for the Falcons as they take the Eagles down, one, two, three, in the bottom of the second. No runs, no hits, none left on for the Eagles. We're through two, it's three nothing, Exeter. up and text text and eat mm -mm. text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever hi oh hey text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time uh. text and whatever but when you get behind the wheel give your phone to a passenger put it in the glove box just don't text and drive visit stoptextsstoprex.org a message from NHTSA and the Ad Council Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network.
And we're back here to Exeter. Top of the third inning. The Eagles lead it 3-0. As Michael Greenwald will face the 8-9-1 hitters for the Falcons. This is Dayton DiBiazio as he gets a line drive foul ball right back at us. Get ahead in the count here for Greenwald, 0-1. It's clearing up, Mike. We're in good shape from here in. I believe it, with the wind blowing like that, it's gotta blow the storm out of here quickly. My sense of optimism. And there's another foul ball straight back. And Greenwald quickly ahead 0-2 here on DiBiazio. Another ball fouled off to the right side. Count remains 0-2. Exeter plays him straight away for the eight-hole hitter. Outfield pretty much halfway from normal position. There's a breaking ball. It's going to be up in the zone. Just misses. Takes the count to 1-2. Greenwald still way ahead. See if he goes back to that curveball again. Just leaving it up in the zone right now. It's got to follow through. There it is again. Fouled right back off the screen again. So nice job here by DeBasio just to fight off a couple of pitches here. Down the count, one and two. Greenwald's thrown 16 pitches coming into this inning. And he's already thrown five here to the eight-hole hitter. It's a fastball fouled back again. Getting better at this, Mike. Neither of us flinched. I, I never flinched the first time, Jerry. I'm a flincher. What can I say? <laughs> the screen will protect us. And I if, trust very little in life, Mike. And, and, and if not, it only hurts for a little while. There's another breaking ball grounded off the third base. Shearing up with it. Fires across the diamond to Sider, and that's the first nice. out here in the top of the third inning. You're right. It does only hurt for a little while, and I think I told you the story in the, in the first game where my brother taught me not to be afraid of a ball by making me stand still and throwing as hard as he could at me. And see, normally you teach kids to get hit with a pitch by, by throwing tennis balls at them, not hard balls. Oh, no, not Michael. Not my brother, Michael. Oh, he sounds like a saint. <laughs> we'll bring up Colton Rambler, the nine-hole hitter, first baseman. He looks at a breaking ball for a strike. It was Jerry, stand still, do not move. Well, there's a pitch up and in. He could have taken that in the arm. See, if he had a brother like you, he would have taken that pitch. Exactly. Right in the arm and be on first base now. Instead, he's one and one in the count. Be not afraid, batter. There's another breaking ball. It's going to be inside, though. That was a little down and in. 2-1. On Colden Rambler, the Falcons' third baseman, uh, first baseman, sorry about that. That ball had a nice cut to it. There's a fastball, fists it out to short. Gonna be a tough play. Sheeran fields it, throws. Not in time. And that'll be the first hit of the game for the Falcons. Ball was fisted out between the pitcher's yeah. man and shortstop. No chance for Luke Weller to come up and get it. Devin Sheeran tried to come across. He had one shot to bear him. Unfortunately, when he got to the ball, he slipped and wasn't able to make a hard throw as he skipped it over there to 
Nick Sider. But we've one out here in the top of the third, and the second runner has reached base here for the Falcons. Sheeran gave it a great effort. He slipped, did a splits, still grabbed the ball and threw it. It was right on course. Yeah, he just skipped it over there, and, and Sider couldn't come up with it, but the runner would have been safe anyhow. There's a first pitch swing foul ball to the left side for the leadoff man, number two, Noah Gonzalez. Gonzalez grounded out to first base, his first at bat. Great-looking uniforms for Cedar Crest, no? Well, I like any royal blue and gray uniforms, royal blue and white uniforms. So, yeah, I'm a fan of royal blue. There's a fastball down in the zone, taken for a ball. Levels account at one and one. What do I see, Mike? Uh, don't say it. To our listening audience, there's a, a brightness that's starting to peak from behind us right now, but not going to say what that brightness may be. Appears to be a yellow orb in the sky, Mike. What is that? I think it's just one of those drones with a big light on the front of it. <laughs> Greenwald comes to the belt, set position. Now he fires, pitches up in the zone. Gonzalez takes it for a ball and jumps out ahead in the count here, two and one. We've got one out and a runner on first base with the Cedar Crest leadoff hitter at the plate, the left-handed batting Noah Gonzalez. See that, Mike? Who needs a tent? There's a shot to Luke. This could be two. To second to Hanno for one. Hanno, like any good Cowboys, hat blew off, but he kept on going. Didn't stop, and now he looks back, grabs his hat as he throws the ball back to Greenewalt. Two outs here in the top of the third on that fielder's choice. Gonzalez going six to four in the book. I think Hannah thought that uh, the inning was over. No, he was going back. He, he couldn't turn it all play. It, was, it wasn't hit hard enough. He was just going back to get his hat, I think. All you right. could be right, though. There's a pitch up and into the number two hole hitter, Declan Marks, the second baseman. Declan a fly ball, a little line drive out to Alex Kelsey. They kind of drifted when the wind was blowing hard. But uh, Kelsey made the catch to get the second out of the first inning. Let's see if we can get the third out of the third inning here. Sheeran up again in the zone. It's 2-0 to Declan Marks. And he's up again 3-0. I would suggest to Michael, catch the ball here. Just walk around the mound a little bit, catch your breath. One pitch at a time here, work yourself back into the count. Number two hole kid's not gonna swing three and oh, so just pour a fastball, but that is up and out of the zone for ball four. Yeah. And there's a heady player in Brady Hanahoe, the second baseman, calls timeout, walks out to talk to Greenwald. You know, nothing of great value he's going to tell him other than, hey, catch your breath, slow down, throw us a ground ball and get out of the inning. Great job there by one of the leaders of this team, Brady Hanahoe, to, to recognize the situation. Three hole hitters up, first and second, two outs. Set your pitch, settle your pitcher back down and get out of this inning. So nice job by Brady. So Nolan Groff at the plate calls time, tired of waiting. Groff hit a line drive right 
to Nick Sider in the first inning to end the inning. So hit the ball hard as first at bat, but right on the line at somebody. Let's see what happens on this second at bat here. There's a breaking ball down and away. A little bit of a threat here for the Falcons in the top of the third. Two outs. Got Marks on first base, Gonzalez on second base. Exeter plays Groff here straight away. There's a shot. Nice pitch there. Pitcher's pitch in the outside corner. Evens the count at one and one. Big hole on the left side of the infield, though, is Luke Weller plays behind the runner. Hanahoe deep at second base, trying to take away the hole. Sider back at first base, not holding the runner, which I'm glad to see. There's a line shot foul off the left side. Now quickly ahead, one and two is Michael Greenewalt. Chance to put this inning away right here with no damage. Greenwald from the belt. Throws a change up and it gets away. Outside. Evens the count at two and two. Good job by Rosie keeping that in play. And uh, we're keeping his glove, absolutely. Big pitch here. Doesn't want to go full count. The base is loaded and get the runner started. So Michael Greenwald's got to go get him right here. There's a breaking ball. Fist in left field. Martin gets a late jump on it. He's not going to get it. Gets ah. by him. One run will score. Marks comes around third. They're going to hold him. So that's an RBI single, but the error in left field allowed the runner from first base to get to third base, which would not have happened. So an RBI single. We now have runners at second and third. That'll bring up the cleanup hitter, Logan Beard, the left fielder. So again, now a chance for the Falcons to put a crooked number on the board, Jerry. Two outs, second and third. No crooked numbers for them, Mike. Wow. Oh. There's a breaking ball that really just froze Beard at the plate for a strike. I'd like to see him blow a fastball up and in here. Oh, fastball down in the zone. I would like to see him throw a fastball up and in and come right back to that breaking ball again. Got him with it once, you get him with it again. He already changed his eye level. Keep it going. There's a ground ball to third. Sheeran up with it. Fires across. He fires a bullet across the field <laughs> to get the throw, out. Dude. And that'll end the inning. Uh, but the, the Falcons do get on the board. They had two hits. Scored one run, they left two on base. At the end of three and a half, and maybe I was foreshadowing before, it is three to one now. Exeter leads the Falcons. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. 
These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Adopt U.S. Kids and the Ad Council now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here for the bottom of the third inning. Exeter center fielder Alex Kelsey leading it off. He takes the first pitch high for a ball. Kelsey on a little bit of a tear right now, hitting the ball both short and long. Sees a breaking ball, holds off. Almost fooled the umpire with that one. Umpire came up like he was going to call a strike and thought it was down the zone and, and left his strike hand at his side. So Kelsey ahead 2-0 here. Wagner's delivery's outside. Jerry, not a guy you want to walk the leadoff. No, absolutely not, because he will get on that base and he will steal second. So here's a 3-0 offering to Kelsey. And that's a fastball right down the middle. Kelsey wasn't sure. He kind of just gave a second glance to the umpire, like, you sure that wasn't up in the zone? But now Kelsey sits 3-1 here. Wagner from the wind and the pitch. That pitch is low and away, and Kelsey draws a leadoff walk. Second time on base today for him. We'll see how long he stays there at first base. Walking four pitches. That'll bring up Brady Hanahoe, second baseman for the Eagles. Brady had a sack bunt that first inning, which really helped break the inning open. Move runners to second and third, and then Luke Weller hit the double uh, to drive him in. Now Brady gets some signs here from Coach Freeze. Not sure what he sees. He calls for time and jogs down to see Coach Freeze. Make sure they're on the same page here, both he, Coach Freeze, and Alex Kelsey. And Brady trots back, says to the umpire, thank you for time. Takes a practice swing, now he steps into the box. Wagner from the belt. Hanhose fakes the bunt, there's the steal. He's diving into second base, ahead of the throw is Alex Kelsey with his fifth stolen base of the year. And so now, don't know if they'll have Hanahoe bunt here, but if he does, he has to make the third base come up and field this ball to give the runner um, the unoccupied third base. But again, he's already in scoring position for two, three, and four, for three, four, and five holes. I let him swing away here. And Brady takes that pitch outside for a ball, two and oh, and he was not bunting there. I imagine he won't be. Brady came in today batting 455 in the season with a 556 batting average. That has not changed in any way with that sack bunt. There's a pitch up and in and buckles him at the knees, taking it 3-0, and Brady gives out a big sigh of relief. <laughs> but to his credit, 3-0, he's got his foot in the front line, he's crowding the plate. He's gonna watch us to come through, whether it's a ball or a strike. And that is four in a row. Wow. Back-to-back -back walks here for Wagner. So a little bit of concern now for the Falcons as they go 
back-to-back -back walks to the two and three hole hitters. And that'll bring up the hard-hitting shortstop for the Eagles. Number four, senior Luke Weller. Luke has to be the hottest hitter in the county right now. Came in today batting 550. Didn't do anything that hurt that with a RBI double to left field. His on-base average was 640 as he watches the first pitch go by above his letters for ball one. Jerry, those numbers are phenomenal. 550 batting average, 640 on base average. We're now a few games in. It's one thing if you're saying that after the first and second games. Great job by Kelsey there to read the pitch as a breaking ball. Skipped away in the dirt from the catcher, but Kelsey was stealing the base the whole way, and that's another stolen base for him. And to the love of Brady Hanno, he gets a stolen base as a trail runner. There's another breaking ball in the dirt. Takes the count to two and one. To the extra cleanup here, Luke Weller. Luke has nine RBIs on the season to match his 12 hits right now so far. And now the sun has broken out here at Exeter. And with that is a shot to left field. Back goes the left fielder off the wall, skips away. Both runs will score. Weller shuts it down as he trots into second base. And again, he just stays hot. White hot is Luke Weller with that double off the wall in left field and two RBIs. I said it looks like it's out, and then it crashed down out of nowhere and stayed in play. Well, the wind is blowing hard to the right side, so that ball left field is being blown down. Yeah. So, but uh, again, you could tell when the outfielder just turned around, the left fielder there just turned around and started running to the wall. He had no chance at it. So Weller does damage again, his fourth RBI of the day. Sheeran takes a pitch outside for a ball. And so after a four-pitch second inning for the Falcons pitcher, Bailey Wagner, he is now given up two walks and a double. And here's a line drive straight back at us here with the foul ball. Good swing there by Devin Shearing. Evens the count at one and one. Good job, Mike. You didn't flinch again. Appreciate that, Jerry. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, you still have your hands. You can catch the ball, right? You don't have to duck. Hands? Yes, hands. There's a breaking ball in the dirt. Good job by the catcher to knock that down um, in DeBasio. Kept that breaking ball in front of him. So Devin sits ahead in the count, two and one. Should get a fastball here. There it is. Ah, he's out in front of it a little bit. Fouled it straight back, and that count levels at two and two here to the Exeter third baseman, Devin Shearing. And there's a pickoff attempt to try and get Weller again at second base. They must know Luke's great speed. And I say that a little tongue in cheek. <laughs> I've known Luke pretty much his whole life, and the one thing he's never been called is fast. But he has always been a terrific hitter and pitcher and fielder. And that pitch is up in the zone. Sharon lays off it. Boy, he wanted that. But that'll run the count to full. But a heady base runner is Luke Weller, and so a base hit here is gonna put him in as he checks the outfielders as he stands on second base, takes his lead off, gets a walking lead. There's a fastball inside, and that is a third walk this inning. See if the coach from the Falcons go out and try and settle down their pitcher. So we've got first and second, nobody out, 
Nick Sider at the plate. Nick hit that bomb to straightaway center field over Gonzalez's head in that first inning to drive in Luke Weller. Nick's grandma is once again listening. Well, I'm sure she's thrilled that Nick is three for his last three as he takes a strike here on the outside half of the plate. Hello to Exeter Nanny. Hello, Exeter Nanny. That ball's up in the zone. Count evens at one and one. Still no one out here in the bottom of the third inning. 5-1 Exeter. Two runs across this inning. Three in the first. Weller skips off second base. There's a breaking ball in the dirt. Again, nice block by Diabazzi. Now 2-1, he's throwing fastballs to the last two hitters. There's a fastball. Nick reaches out, almost like a hit and run. That ball was way out of the strike zone. Barely got off the end of the bat as it spiraled into the first base dugout. That'll level the count though at two and two. Nick hands close to his chest. There's a shot to left field. Right at the left fielder, now it's off the wall. Here comes Weller scoring. Sheeran heading to third. They're gonna wave Sheeran as the left fielder drops the ball. The throw in is pulled. Sider's gonna get the third base. Wow. So we're gonna give uh, we're gonna give an RBI double there to Nick Sider. We're gonna give an E7 that allowed Sheeran to score from first base as Coach Freeze was holding him up. But again, another drive to the left field. That hit off the base of the wall for Nick Sider. Two for two on the day. Two RBIs and two extra base hits in that sixth slot for the Eagles. And that'll bring up the junior left fielder, John Martin. Nobody coming from the Cedar Crest dugout. There's a breaking ball for a strike. Yeah, non-league game on the road. No one's warming up right now. It's the third inning. Again, he threw four pitches though in the second inning, so his pitch count was not very high coming in. There's a shot, line caught by the first baseman. Martin hit that a little bit off the handle of the bat. Line out to first, that's the second, uh, first out of the inning here. I'm gonna bring up Rohan Talagadadivi. Yes! Practice off air all the you time. Got it, man. And Rosie takes a ball high. Nailed it, Mike. Good job. So, Jerry, I could be really tough here and give that left fielder two errors. I think I am going to give him two errors. He allowed Sheeran to score when he misplayed the ball in the outfield and dropped it. And then his throw was so far offline that it allowed Sider to go to third base. So, Sider gets the double, but he goes to third on the throw. So two errors for the left fielder, one a fielding error and one a throwing error. And Rohan is quickly behind in the count here, 0-2. Are you gonna call that a uh, fielding error though? Because I mean, did he really have that great a shot at it? Well, not, no, when he went to field the ball and pick it up, he dropped it. 
Gotcha. That allowed Coach Freeze was holding the runner, uh, Sheeran coming up the third yep. base. Saw that when he saw him drop the ball, he then wound him through to score. So okay. he would have held him had he fielded the ball cleanly, picked it up cleanly. So there's the first error. The throw was so far off line. Rosie beats one of the dirt here at the plate, staying alive, one and two in the count. But the throw was so far off line for the cutoff man at the third base, he had to run almost to the dugout to stop it. As the wind picks up here, as you can probably hear as it comes across our microphones. So yeah, two errors that play on the left fielder. Breaking ball, nice job by Diabazo to knock that down and keep Sider at third base. Count. Count levels here, two and two to Rohan Telegatadivi. <laughs> Spectacular. Wagner from the wine now to runner on third base. And Rosie swings right through it for a strikeout. Second out this inning. So that'll bring up the right fielder, Evan Franick. Talked about the nice game Evan had yesterday. Hit a line drive to the shortstop here in his first at bat in the second inning but a chance for Exer and Evan to pick up an RBI here with a base hit. And Evan takes a hack at the first pitch, fouls it back and out of play. So Exer has sent, Exer has sent eight batters to the plate here in the, top, in the bottom of the third inning. I know what I wanted to say, I just didn't say it right. As Evan swings through a high fastball, and he's quickly behind in the count 0-2. You did a fine job, Mike. Don't beat yourself up. <laughs> now, Evan's got to choke up in the batter a little bit, cut the field in half, and hit something hard to the backside, left side of the field. That pitch is outside in the ball. Don't overswing here. Swing within the situation. Situation says, I got two strikes on me. I'm down to the count. I want to make solid contact, let the ball travel a little further, and hit a line drive. There's a ball that's looped up to center field. Shortstop out to make the catch, though, and that'll end the inning. But again, Exeter jumps on the board as they get four runs on just two hits, and they leave one on. At the end of three full innings, it's the Cedar Crest Falcons one and your Exeter Eagles seven. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. It's the Exeter Sports Network. And so we're back here for the top of the fourth inning. 
Bailey Wagner, the uh, pitcher for the Falcons, threw 37 pitches that last inning as he faced eight hitters. So again, not the way you want to go through an inning after throwing four pitches in the second, 37 in the third. That'll bring up for the Falcons here in the top of the fourth, the third baseman, Evan Crail. So Greenowalt delivers. Fastball right down the middle, jumps out ahead in the count. Nice job by Michael Greenowalt there. Mike, a great big thank you to Mr. Kelsey for coming over and telling us that we saved his life. Wow, that's, uh, that's not sure. You have to, can you elaborate a little bit on that? He couldn't make it here on time, so he was able to listen until he got here. Well, that's what we do. We save lives and we, we announce sporting <laughs> events here at Exeter and Berks Catholic and other places around the county. Um, I'll put that in the resume. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, Greenowalt's third pitch was up and our second pitch was up and in and hit Crail. Puts him on first base now. There's a ground ball off the middle. This could be two. Weller flips to Hanahoe. Over to Sider. Not enough on it. Looked like... Uh, when Luke flipped it there to Brady, Brady was looking for the ball in a different location. It came out a little different. Wasn't able to get a real good grip on the ball and kind of just lofted it across the field. But get the lead runner nonetheless in the fielder's choice there. So it goes 6-4. Ball wasn't hit exceptionally hard either, so it made it a little more difficult. Brady had really no chance to get that double play. But one out, runner on first. There goes the runner from first, pitches up. Rohan's throw skips into second base, but not before Norris gets in there ahead of the, the tag. So stolen base. Ball was up, so Jim Norris gets the stolen base, the right fielder there for Cedarcrest. So one out, the guy on second base. Wagner hits a line drive right back at us here, hit the the wooden planking covered by the mats. So that levels the count at one and one. Wait a minute. Corey Hanno says that Rohan's nickname is Pudge. Well, I call him Rosie. <laughs> Ground ball here to short. Well, we're up with it quickly. Gets the out at first base as Norris moves up to third base. Great sacrifice. Well, not really with two outs. I think you want to do more with that ground ball there, but nonetheless, it goes 6-3 in the book for the second out. That'll bring up the catcher, the Basio. And Corey is right when he says about Pudge, but again, you know, Pudge is a nickname for one of the greatest catchers of all time. So there's a breaking ball that skips off the plate quickly gotten to by Rosie. Runner made no attempt to come down. That ball would skip all the way to the dugout. Had a chance there, but when you're down 7-1, guess you just don't want to push it. I don't know. I think you mean gotten to by Pudge. Yeah, Rosie got to it, so we're back to the <laughs> counter. 1-0. <laughs> oh, there's another breaking ball. Good job there by Rohan, though, to block that ball and keep it right with him. He actually filled that with his glove after it bounced off him. Good job there. Mike, we also have uh, Exeter Nanny tells us that Papa Mike is listening too. Ah, uh, Nick's grandfather. 
indeed. Who, who I believe is a senior, by the way, because I, I know Nick's dad's name is Michael as well. There's the ball down in the dirt. Again, blocked by Rohan. And I believe Nick has an older brother as well, and I think his name is Michael, so he might be the third. But, but I'm not certain of that. You know, I've never been able to keep that straight. I don't understand that either. My dad's a senior. My brother's a junior. Did not name his son Gerald, thankfully. Nothing against name Jerry. Well, I, I, you know, I, I have the same. <laughs> We've had this talk before, so. And there's ball four as DeBazio draws a walk. Putting runners at first and third. They're going to courtesy run for the catcher here. I have the same thing. We have a Jerry Jr. as well. So you, you, you didn't like the name yourself, and you gave it to someone else. That's exactly right, man. As soon as that opportunity came up, I had to put it on somebody else. So for all of our golf fans, Zach Johnson will courtesy run for the catcher here in the top of the fourth inning. Runners at first and third. Sider holding Johnson at first base. There's a fastball to the nine-hole hitter, Colden Rambler. Good job by Michael Greenwald. Come out and throw the number nine-hole hitter a strike right off the bat. 100%. <clears throat> Ground ball right back to the box. Knocked down by Greenwald. He steps and throws to Sider, and we're out of this. Yeah. Possible threat here in the top of the fourth. No runs uh, coming across for the Falcons. They do leave two on base. No errors for the Eagles here. So at the end of three and a half, it is Exeter seven, Cedar Crest one. Never mind. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Thought you took me out there. Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Up to US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting a Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner. They're my fave. Dad, you're the. And we're back here to the bottom of the fourth. Exeter's leadoff hitter of the DH, Owen Wisner, at the dish. He takes a ball down the zone, jumps out here, 1-0 in the count. Kind of held up the inning as they were waiting for Coach Slart to get across the diamond, late getting out of the third base dugout and did a very slow trot as he got to first base, coaching box. There's a ball, ball poured in for a strike there, 1-1. One one. So, Jerry, this be a non-league game. I don't know how far they'll go with Greenewald. I can't imagine we'll see one of the top guys come in here in a non-league game with a 7-1 lead. So might get a chance to see someone come in and get some innings and get some work here uh, that they might need down the line. So a great opportunity 
as Wisner swings through a changeup there and falls behind one and two. He was swinging for the downs on that. There's a foul ball back. Kicks back into play off the uh, screen. Count remains one and two to Owen Wisner. So yes, Mike, at the end of the last inning, I did cut away from you. And uh, you went to do the, the, the ID and you weren't there. So I quickly turned you back on, but it's because you took so long doing it. Oh, well, I apologize. <laughs> Breaking ball in the dirt to Wisner. Levels the count at two and two. Actually, it's a full count, I believe. Comes the payoff pitch. Pop fly behind second base. That's going to be trouble, too. Right fielder coming in, slides and makes the grab. Wow, nice sliding catch. Yeah, that was Jimmy Norris out there in right field. Came sliding in his knees to make the catch. Once he saw the second base and had trouble with it, he came flying in and did a nice job there to get the first out for the Falcons. That'll bring up Alex Kelsey. Kelsey one for one of the day with a walk, two runs scored, doing a great job from that two-hole position. There's a ground ball back up through the middle. Second baseman ranges to his left, slides, but won't get it. Be another hit for Kelsey. Whose father's life was saved by us today. You okay? I'm trying to see if they're going to flash air or hit up there. because I, I think he could have gotten to that ball instead of sliding on his knees. But uh, I didn't see it. So we're going to give him a hit because that's what we do. And that'll bring up Brady Hanahoe, senior second baseman from the left-hand side, but not before a throw over to first base. Hanahoe, no at-bats officially today as he sacked his first at-bat, or first trip to the plate, and uh, walked his second. Coming off a four-hit day yesterday, there's another throw over to Kelsey. Just gets back. Good throw there by Wagner, though. Right to the glove, right on top of the bag. Tag was, was part of the catch by the first baseman. There's a ball up and away from Hanahoe. So 1-0. Brad is doing a great job for this team right now. Absolutely, you know, both defensively, offensively, and also as a leader. I think that sometimes goes unrecognized. You know, you know, there's a high ceiling for this team, and you have to keep it that way. There's a pitch way up and out of the zone. Kelsey was stealing the base and up, no problem getting second base. But that is his third stolen base of the day as he was going on the pitch. Wow, man. So with one out, I can't imagine they'll have Hanho bun him here. They'll let him hit away. Kind of opens up the right side, or closes the right side off now as the first baseman plays off. And there's a ball on the outside corner. Brady didn't like it, but I think he knew it was a strike as it got there. He kind of thought, ah, kind of missed that one. So 2-1, not a pitch you want to hit 2-0 anyhow. Sit on a fastball, drive, Ooh. deep right Ooh. field. Drift to the right. Oh, just run down by the right fielder. And the throw comes into second base. Kelsey does move up the third base on a fly ball to right. You know, the win has died down to right now. If that ball had been hit about two innings ago, that thing would have landed in the parking lot. But nice job there by uh, Jim Norris in right field to make the catch. And Wagner has a chance to see his way out of this. 
two outs now. Brings up Luke Weller, back-to-back -back doubles for Luke Weller. And four RBIs already on the day with a chance for a fifth as he kind of spits on a breaking ball in the outside corner for a ball. And center fielder not very deep. Left fielder is way back, though. There's a shot down the left field line. It's going to be a foul ball driven off the batting cage out there in left field. The flag is, is at a, just a, you know, now it's kind of changing now. Wind changing here to left field. So now, chance to get a ball up into that air current as the wind's blowing out the left field. That's kind of what blew Hanahoe's ball down last at bat. There's a line drive base hitting the left field for Weller. He just stays white hot with another RBI for Luke Weller as he singles to left field for his fifth RBI of the day, which I believe he had five yesterday as well. So not bad, 10 RBIs in two days. And he still has at least one more at bat to go. Minimum one. It's now eight to one for the Eagles. So with two outs, that'll bring up the third baseman, Devin Sheeran who's done a really nice job in the field today. Devin's 0 for 1 with a strikeout on the walk, but has played a really solid third base. There's a high fastball. Snap throw by the catcher down to first base. Well, we're back in time. Man, they've tried to pick Weller off three times today on bases, not from the pitcher, but from the catcher. The pitcher tried twice at second base. Again, they must know his speed. His reputation precedes himself. <laughs> There's a breaking ball. Catches the outside corner. Sheeran quickly down 0-2 in the count. So again, we talked about this yesterday when we were watching the game. Devin's got to cut a swing down here, hit the ball hard, but put it in play. There's a foul ball back and out of play to the right side as he stays alive here 0-2. And this is not the time to think about trying to hit a ball off the, off the school. This is the time to let the ball travel a little deeper, cut the field in half, and rip something into the right field gap, right center field gap. Yeah, he Ooh. waves at a pitch outside, and that's strike three. But again, Exeter does a little damage as they tack one on. For the Eagles, two hits, one run, one left on. No errors for the Falcons. At the end of four full, it's Cedar Crest one, Exeter eight. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Redding's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? <gasps> Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shock <gasps> get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service. Also your local U-Haul rental provider. 
And we're back here for the top of the fifth inning as Gonzalez, the leadoff hitter, the center fielder for the Falcons, comes to the plate. Greenewalt into his fifth inning here. No one has warmed up in the bullpen yet. And uh, so Greenewalt's going to go as long as he can here today, especially with a seven-run lead here in the fifth inning. And Michael's first delivery is a foul ball to the left side. He's quickly ahead, 0-1. So the 0-1 offering, ball in the dirt, the one and one I believe Luke Weller has six straight hits and a walk mixed in his last two games. There's another ball down the dirt, two and one. You said six straight hits. Yes. And then Four of them have been extra base hits. And 10 RBIs? 10 RBIs in two days. <laughs> Somebody's tearing it up. Well, like I said, there can't be a hotter hitter in the county than him. Here's a ground ball. Just rolls foul as Sider picks it up next to the bag in foul territory. That levels the count at two and two here to Noah Gonzalez, Cedarcrest center fielder. Bats from the left side with those blue Adidas spikes. Matches the whole outfit. White and blue batting gloves. White and gold Easton bat. Here comes a 2-2 offering up and away. Runs the count full. Seven run lead. This ball's got to be poured right down the middle here. Make them earn their way on the plate. Matt skips that one in for a ball. That'll bring up the two-hole hitter, Declan Marks. Second baseman for the Falcons. Greenwald throws over, keeping Gonzalez close. There's a ball on the inside half of the plate for a strike. Marks doesn't agree with it. He looks back, kind of laughs and shakes his head, but... That ball caught a lot of the plate there. Greenwell quickly throws over. Sider scoops and applies a tag, but Gonzalez is back plenty of time. So again, top of the fifth. Exeter leads 8-1. No one out, runner on first base. There's a ground ball foul down the third baseline this time. Michael's done a good job with his pitch count most of the way. Now it looks like Extra will send someone down to the bullpen, start to get loose. Not sure who it is. Could be Ian Wilson, but I'm not sure. There goes the runner from first. This pitch is up and in and hits him. Right in the arm shield, the elbow pad he has on there. So that is the second hit batter of the day and gives a little life here to the Falcons. They get their first two guys on as Coach Slarek will call time and walk out to the mound trying to 
one, settle down Michael Greenwell, and two, give his uh, pitcher in the bullpen some time to warm up. <coughs> So we're joined here at the game with Exeter Junior, Penn State recruit, Joey Schlaffer. Joey, how you doing? Good. Good to be here. Good. We appreciate you joining us today and taking a little time. I know you guys are watching some of the game. What are your thoughts on the game so far? You used to be a baseball player. Played for me back in the day when you were 11. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, I think the game's going great so far. I mean, I just talked to one of the parents, and they said that, you know, we have a pretty good shot here today, and it looks like it. Um, I think we just got here less than I think 10 minutes ago, but I mean, it looks like we're, we're handling business like, like usual. So Joey, you know pretty much about baseball. Luke Weller has 10 RBIs in the last two games. He has five today and five on uh, Wednesday. What do you think about 10 RBIs in two days? Well, I mean, I don't know much about baseball, but I know that's pretty solid. That's got to put him up there among the, the top ranks of Briggs County baseball, I would imagine. Now, Joey, we had a chance to watch you play this fall uh, on that district championship team and, and just see you dominate the wide receiver position. Uh, we know you're signed and ready to go to Penn State after, uh, after Christmas, really, of, of uh, this coming season. Um, what are you looking for the, for the Eagles this year? Well, I think we got a lot of young talent coming in. Uh, that people aren't going to be expecting uh, at a lot of different positions. You know, we lost a lot last year from a bunch of our guys, a bunch of starters, both sides of the ball. But I think we got a, a few guys coming up that are really going to uh, raise some eyebrows and, and you know, contribute a lot for us. Well, we certainly look forward to watching you play this fall with your, your teammates and, and see you guys defend that district championship. We really appreciate you stopping by and say hello. You have a great day. We'll talk to you later. Okay, bud? All right. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks, appreciate Joey. It. Take care, bud. And that was Joey Schlaffer, Exeter Junior, Penn State recruit, uh, tight end, wide receiver, all-state player for the Eagles, uh, walking by and said hello. And I'm sit down and just say hi to us, Jerry. We enjoyed watching him all last year, didn't we? Oh, my God. That kid provided us with so much joy during football and basketball. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, until he broke his hand there a little bit, unfortunately. So Greenewalt, working way through, gets a strikeout here on Groff, the three-hole hitter. Does a nice job. Gets the first out of the inning after a walk and a hit batsman. You know, Coach Solaric went out and talked to him there, settled him down, got a strikeout here. That'll bring up Logan Beard, the left fielder. Beard 0 for 2 with a fly out to center and ground ball to third base. Like to see a hard ground ball here, either Hannah or Weller. And there's a hard ground ball to Sider. He's going to play at first base, knocks it down, gets the out at first base. Runners do move up to second and third but still no damage done. As he took the, looked like he was trying to go to second base right away, knocked it down, got the out of first base. As we said, runners now in scoring position, second and third. It'll bring up five hole hitter, third baseman, Evan Crail. Crail is 0 for 1 today, ground ball to third base and hit by a, a pitch here. So Mike, Green, I'm ahead. sorry, go ahead. Green work. Greenwald will work out of the windup here with runners on second and third and two outs. First pitch is a breaking ball for a strike. Mike, we have Ian Wilson warming up in the bullpen for the Eagles. Yeah, Ian, we saw a pitch against Pottsgrove and gave three really good innings, and then we saw him against Wilson, I think it was, the other day, have a real quick one, two, three inning uh, after Exeter fell behind. Nice job there by Michael Greenwald to get ahead 0-2, First pitch was a breaking ball for a strike, and the second pitch was a fastball right down the middle. 
I think Crail thought he was going to back up the first curveball with the second one, and, and he stood there and watched the fastball go right down the chute. Here comes the 0-2 offering. Breaking ball. He swung through it. Rosie blocks it down and tags him, and there's your out. So nice job by Michael Greenwald to get a strikeout here. Great job by Rohan Talagadivi Talagadivi to, to knock the ball down and take the tag. And so the Falcons leave two on base. No hits that inning. And the big thing is they scored no runs. So at the end of four and a half, it's Exeter eight, Cedar Crest one. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Seasons Cafe in Flying Hills scratches your gourmet itch. Chef Joe Church has been serving Reading's culinary community for 35 years with delicacies like sea bass, Norwegian trout, galamad, and the house favorite, sautéed soft-shell crabs. Seasons has a TripAdvisor rating of 4.9 out of 5 and serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner Wednesday to Sunday with a Sunday brunch to live for. That's Seasons Cafe in the Flying Hills Center. Check us out on Facebook for hours of operation. Back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. So we have a pitching change here for the Falcons as we go to the bottom of the fifth inning. They will take out Bailey Wagner and bring in number 11, Logan Rell. So Rell, uh, righty, um, steps onto the mound here in the bottom of the fifth, and he'll face Nick Sider, who will lead it off here for the Eagles. Rell's first delivery, down and away, ball one. So that'll wrap up the day for Wagner. Um, you know, Wagner pitched four innings. He, he threw you know, moderate number of pitches in the first two innings and then just exploded for a lot of pitches the last two. And so that's why Orrell's in the game here. That pitch is down, but catches the knees for a strike. And last inning, uh, a defensive change for the Eagles. Ian Dobernecki went in the left field for John Martin. So he will bat next here, uh, his first at bat. Ian drew a walk yesterday in the Boone game. So trying to get a little bit off the schneid here, get himself going here. But don't re see Rochelle here taking pictures. I don't know, man. She might be down the line there in left field, though. She does have that great telephoto lens. So ahead in the count here, 3-1 is Nick Sider. Looking for a fastball to hit hard. That's going to be ball four. Good job there. Good day for Nick so far. Two for two in the day with a triple and a double. Two RBIs and now a walk to match that. Puts him on base for fifth straight time in the last two days. 7-1 lead. I can't imagine the Eagles will be bunting here. So stepping in for his first at bat, Ian Dobernecki. Ian bats on the left side. 
tall young man, about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, maybe. First pitch down away, skips away from the catcher, and Syro will move up to second base without a throw. This is Ian's sixth game this season. Um, see him playing left field and right field a little bit. So again, a chance for an RBI here as Sider moves up on the wild pitch. Comes the 0-1 offering. Ball is down 2-0. Somebody's got their emergency break on. I, I smelled that too. At first I thought it was peanuts, but then I realized it was you know, something else. <laughs> the connections we make. <laughs> I think from yesterday eating peanuts at the game. There's another pitch down the low, and Orell struggling here in his first bit of action. What are you doing, Mike? You swinging away? No, no chance. No chance. 3-0, first base open. I got a seven-run lead. Kids hasn't thrown a strike yet, really. Uh, I'm taking this one. If he throws a strike here, he's got to throw another strike next one. So do I care. Taking this one all the way. Gets the benefit of a call of the umpire because the ball is around the strike zone. So now it's 3-1. and one. Now I am sitting dead red looking ball in her half. Something I can drive in the right center field or over that right fielder's head. So Orell from the belt. 3-1 delivery. Fouled back, a mighty hack there by Ian Dobronecki to, to take the count full. And a little chastised from his, as his dugout there as he kind of was a little bit behind that 3-1 fastball mm. as he fouled it off the left side. Busting his stones a little, eh? Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. You don't want to miss a 3-1 fastball on the backside. So again, Orrell comes to the belt. Pauses his hands actually just below his belt. Sider takes off. That's going to be strike three. Ooh. It's a seven-run game. That ball's on the inside corner of the plate. you got to swing away there. And so strikeout looking for Dobronek. He's the first out of the inning. That'll bring up Rohan Talagata-Divi. Divi. The catcher well for the Eagles. Rohan 0 for 2 today with a ground ball. The third and a strikeout. Again, Sider works the pitcher. Look like he wants to go here. Again, that ball just off the corner, but again, in a seven-run game in the fifth inning, you're, you're going to get that call. Again, not a pitch Rohan wants to swing at, but can't be upset by it either. Just take it move on. Wait for the next one. It was outside to me, Mike. It, it was a few inches outside, but again, you're going to get that call when you're down by seven runs. So Sider continues to work Orell on the mound here with his lead. Um, Orell gave a, a second look back two pitches before and just stopped Sider, who had a huge walking lead and was going to take the base. Let's see what happens here. Second baseman tries to hold him close, does marks. There's another pitch right on the corner. That's a strike, though, there. So Rohan down the count, 0-2. Again, even in a 7-1 game, you want to see productive at-bats here. Dobrynek has got a chance to pull a ground ball on the right side, put Sider at third base, which you're going to need later on in the season. So Orrell, there's a ground ball. Hit slowly back up the middle. Rohan hustles down to first base, but he's out. Good play by the shortstop there. Nolan Groff as they get the second out of the inning. Sider does move up to third base, though. So a chance here for Evan Fran to get an RBI. Two outs, runner on third base. Evan has lined out to short twice today. Groff has gotten him. Let's see if Evan can shoot one pass or put someone, put something somewhere on the other side of the field. 
Comes the first offering, up and out of the zone for a ball. So 8-1 lead for the Eagles here. Two outs, Nick Sider on third base. Right fielder, senior Evan Frannick. Takes the ball in the inner half of the plate, one and one. Second baseman marks deep, almost into the grass and right field here for Frannick. Breaking ball up out of the zone. Late breaker, but it was out of the zone. 2-1. Gonna get ball that bounced out of the dugout here. Coach Freeze retrieves it, flips it back over the bullpen fence. There's a pitch out of the zone, 3-1. Again, now a chance for Evan Frank to do a little damage here. 3-1 pitch. Looking for a ball middle in. Take my hands to the ball. Release the barrel through it. Orell from the belt, 3-1 delivery. That's up and out of the zone, ball four. Frank draws a walk. That'll bring up a pinch hitter here. Number 17, Jake Mirzwinski into the game. So Mirzwinski will pinch hit for Owen Wisner. Wisner 0 for 2 in the day with a fly out to right and a ground out to first. He was hit by a pitch to open up the bottom of the first camera on a score. Mirzwinski steps in from the right side. Rell throws over to first base. Frank dives back. Here comes the offering to Mirzwinski. Down in the dirt. Ball one. Delay steal here. Nice job by Frannick. Saw the ball in the dirt. Kind of skipped away and, and got there on the pass ball. So now two ducks on the pond, as they say, with runners on <laughs> second and third. Chance for Winsky to knock them both in with a base hit here. He's got a couple clutch hits this year, does he not? He had a nice hit against Wilson. Tried to get his going. Came around to third base, but was able to score. That pitch is way off the plate for a ball. So again, there's Winsky heading the count, 2-0. Chance to load himself up here. Lock and load and explode through the ball. <laughs> that pitch is way off the corner, too. Three now. Jake's going to take a pitch here, most likely. I imagine he'll be up in the box here. And he is up in the box, so he's taken here. Still aggressive base runners here with a chance of scoring a wild pitch or a pass ball. There's a shot right down the middle. Takes the count three and one. He's got to throw the same pitch again. So again, if I'm Jake Merzwinski, I am locked and loaded for that pitch right now. And I'm hitting it with everything I got. That pitch is outside. Mm. Mm. Yep, that, that, that pitch is extended the zone there a little bit. That pitch is six inches off the plate easily. You're, you're right when you say he's giving him a call. So again, two outs, second, third. That pitch is in the dirt. Knocked down by the catcher right underneath him. Brzezwinski draws the walk. And now the bases are loaded. Time call by Coach Matt Knox, head coach here at Cedar Crest. Goes out. Two outs. Just want to talk to his pitchers, kind of settle him down. Again, 
the, the part of the lineup you don't want to face for Exeter is coming up right now. Kelsey, two for two. Hanahoe, you know, 0 for 1, but we know what he did yesterday. Weller, 3 for 3. Um, you know, these guys have had probably 15 hits in the last two days among the three of them. And so, but it doesn't look like Brady Hanahoe is going to get a, a stick here. As I look to the on-deck circle, I do see Carter Cordora wor warming up. So I think maybe Hanahoe's day's done here as they're going to turn it over second base to Carter Cordora, possibly. But right now we've got bases loaded. We've got Mirzwinski at first, Franick at second, Sider at third, and the hot-hitting center fielder for the Eagles, Alex Kelsey at the plate. There's a pitch over for a strike. So a good timeout and talk to the pitcher there by Coach Knox. Kind of always evaluate how you're meeting one at the first pitch, a strike or a ball, after you leave the mound as a coach. But a chance for Exeter to put a couple more runs on the board here. <laughs> that pitch is inside. Kelsey slides out of the way, but the umpire calls it a strike. <laughs> kind of just like looks back at him, kind of gives a big frown like, huh? Seems like the ump might have a date. So the 0-2 offering, here comes from Orrell for the belt. That pitch down dirt, skips away. Here comes Sider to the plate. He dives and he's safely across the plate with the ninth run for the Eagles today as both Franick and Mizwinski move up. The umpire reminds Alex Kelsey that it's one and two. He goes, there's two strikes on you. So one and two here to Kelsey. Heads up baseball by Nick Sider. Yeah, good job there. Great hustle again. Got a good walking lead. Had his weight going forward on the pitch. And reacted as soon as the ball hit the dirt. So there's a foul tip at the plate. We Count remains one and two. That was a cut. So again, with his speed though, if he just hits a ground ball at left side, he's got a great chance. I don't need to jack something here. That's, ooh, ball down and away. Count levels at two and two. Here comes the offering. Fouled out of play. Good job protecting there by Alex Kelsey. Balls in the outer half of the plate, but he knows what's been happening this inning with the calls. Just fouls it off. Come back and get another, another job there. Good job by Alex Kelsey. These microphones pick up everything, Mike. Do they? Yeah, I heard you uh, erasing. <laughs> another foul ball, same spot, identical location. Same pitch, same result. So count remains at two and two. Kelsey fighting off. He has to know anything around the plate is going to be a strike. He, he's been watching the batters before him, so he's got to be aggressive here. Anything close, he's got to swing at. Does a good job of fisting it. It's going to go foul. Third baseman gives a charge at it. Not going to get there, though. But again, nice job by Kelsey just to foul the ball off. Crowell had no real shot at that ball as it bounced almost near the steps in left field. Way foul, but again, nice job by Kelsey. Keep fouling pitches off to stay in the at-bat. This has got to be nine pitches in this at-bat. This will be the eighth pitch right here. Okay. A 
And I imagine it has to really be a bad pitch to be a ball. Kelsey with the open stance from the left side. Swings uh. through an inside fastball, and that'll end the inning. Poop. Exeter tacks on one more. They do it with no hits, but they leave two on base. After five full innings, it's the Eagles nine, the Falcons one. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. It's the Exeter Sports Network. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm -mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. And now back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And so we're back here for the top of the sixth inning. few changes for the Eagles. On the hill now is senior righty Ian Wilson. Uh, Wilson comes in for Michael Greenwald. As we said before, Ian Dobernecki is in left field and taking over at second base is junior infielder Carter Cordora. So we've got Frannick at first, um, at first, Cordora at second, Weller at short, Shearing at third, Dobernecki in left, Kelsey in center, and Evan Frannick in right. Behind the dish is still Rohan, and on the hill now is Ian Wilson. So for Greenwald today, he gave up Pitched five innings, one strikeout, two walks, two hits, one run. It was earned, and he hit two batters. So that closes his line as he is in line to win this game after five innings. And Wilson's first pitch is fouled back and away. So this is Jim Morris, the right fielder. It's Jim Norris, not Jim Morris. There's a shot to center field. Kelsey trotting back, glides underneath it, reaches up and makes the catch in somewhat deep center field there. But that's one away. Were you errantly referring to the Doors lead singer? I was. Morrison. Right. But Jimmy Morris was actually a guy who played. You ever see the rookie uh, um, movie? I think it's a rookie. Jimmy Morris is a high school baseball coach, blew his arm out in college, had pro prospect opportunities, but kind of healed in that Arizona air out there throwing batting practice all those years as a high school coach. Went back and made it back to the pro baseball. And, oh, wow. Uh, got the debut in, in his hometown, or home state of Texas, against the, uh, the uh, Texas Rangers. 
pitch for the Marlins, I believe. There's two quick strikes here on number 11, Logan Orrell, who came in to pitch in the fifth inning. So he's the guy who the movie is based on? Yes, Jim Morris. Okay, all right. Yeah, Jimmy Morris. And there's a foul ball off to the right side that'll reach the fans standing over there along the first base where the hedges used to be here at, at Exeter Field. This field used to be surrounded by hedges from the left field line all the way around to the right field line here at the intersection of Grant and, what is this, 37th? Yes. There's a breaking ball, or right from 37th. Right from 37th. Yeah, right from 37th. Grant is one um, block up. Back in the day when home plate used to be out there where the 307 sign is. How long ago did that change, Mike? Uh, you know, I want to say sometime in the mid-90s. Oh, wow. It's not like it just happened. Because people people uh, talk to me about, yeah, ever since they changed where home plate is. Well, it's not like it happened six years ago or something. No, and, and the junior high field has changed as well now, the, the JV field. That used to be up against the school at the base of the hill there. Now it's obviously across the field uh, facing actually you know, more east than anything. Mm. So Wilson's in the count here, full count here to Orell. Fastball throws it by wow. him for strike three in the second out of the inning. Nice. So that brings up the catcher, Dayton DeBazio. Two quick outs here for Ian Wilson as he comes in relief here in the sixth inning for Michael Greenewald, pitch five full. The ball up in the zone. Exeter plays it straight here. Both middle infielders a little deep. There's a fastball on the outside corner. So again, a lot of chatter from the Exeter dugout. There's a fly ball to, to Evan Franick out in right field. He camps underneath it, makes the grab, and that's the third out. Quick work here for Ian Wilson as a fly out to right field. Score remains 9-1 as we go to the bottom of the sixth inning. It's the Eagles on top. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Can't wait to get on the road again. Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shop get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. 
Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. Prime Auto Service, also your local U-Haul rental provider. It's the Exeter Sports Network. And we're back here at the bottom of the sixth inning, as we said. Uh, in relief here now for the Falcons is Logan Orell. He picks it up for Bailey Wagner. Wagner went uh, four innings, three strikeouts, three walks, seven hits, eight runs, six of those earned, and he hit one batter. So that finishes the line for Wagner and Orell in the second inning of work here at the bottom of the sixth inning, as we said, leading off for the Eagles number two, the second baseman, Carter Cordora. couple changes for the Falcons. Now playing first base is number 14, Huber. So Jay Huber at first base now for Cedarcrest. So Logan Orell back on the mound here, bottom of the six. Carter Cordora getting his first at bat of the day. It's a fastball up, but just called a strike. As we said before, again, anything around the plate is going to be a strike here in a 9-1 game. That pitch is way outside. Carter takes it for a ball. He's even the count, one and one. On deck, Exeter's Luke Weller, probably the hottest hitter in the county. Maybe in the region, who knows for that matter. Hard to argue with you, Mike. Ten RBIs, two days. <laughs> Six hits. To me, ten RBIs sounds like a good total for a season. For a high school season, yeah, that's not, yeah, not, not bad. You know, for for a, a good, solid, average high school player, 10 RBIs is a, is a, is a good season. Again, it depends where you bat in the lineup and guys on base that had the opportunity to knock runs in. Sure. You know, 10 RBIs for an eight-hole hitter is not bad. As Carter takes a look at five pitches, four of them were balls as he goes to first base with a walk. Carter had a sack fly yesterday's game, uh, fly boy at the center field, but drove a run in. Uh, let's see. It's it's a 9-1 game. I imagine he won't be going, but he has a huge lead. Almost both feet are past the cutout at first base. I imagine he's going to get a throw over here. There it is. As he dives back safely. That is a very hefty lead there at first base. Yeah, it really was. I mean, uh, two, three. <laughs> Five steps off the bag. So Orell to the belt, looks over three, four times, pitch out off the plate here to Weller. Again, Weller three for three in the day, two doubles, a single, five RBIs. And again, sometimes you want to say, hey, maybe I want to slow down and save some of these for later on. <laughs> Can't put them in the bank, apparently. Orell to the belt, looking at Cordura, pitches up and in. Weller swings through it. Count goes to one and one. 
Catcher with the throw to first and dropped the ball behind him. Yeah, kind of slipped right off his hands, tried to pick off Cadora there at first base, which again, lead that big, you're kind of asking for something to come over to you, whether the pitcher or the catcher. There's a breaking ball, fisted off to second base, and that's it, out there, Declan Mark making the catch. So finally, Weller put away here, the little humpback line in the second base. That's the first out of the inning. That'll bring up Devin Sheeran, the third baseman for the Eagles. Devin 0 for 2 today with a walk. Two strikeouts. Again, I can't imagine that, that Cordura's going. He's going to try and steal a base here with an eight-run lead, but who, who knows? We'll find out. Orn to the belt. Looks over three times. Pitches up and in. DeBazio looking to throw off the first base here on, on the pitch, but has not a pitch he can throw. If there's a ball to the outside corner plate or the left-handed batter's box here, I imagine he's just going to fire it to first base. We'll see what happens. But again, here comes the 1-0 delivery. Down in the dirt. There it is to the right side. It throws over. Back easily is Kodora. First baseman is nowhere near the base to do the tag, though. Right. He's got to work back. It's a replacement first baseman, so not sure how much he gets to work on out of practice and stuff. So here comes the offering. Down in the dirt again. So again, now, ahead in the count here. 3-0 and is Sheeran. You may give the five-hole hitter a green light. I don't know. You know, trying to end this with one swing. Here comes a 3-0 offering. That ball's down the dirt, ball four. And I say end it because a two-run home run there puts it 11-1, 10-run after five would end the game. But he takes the walk to first base. Coming into pinch front, as, as we knew he would at some point today, would be Colin Payne going in for Sheeran. So Payne will go to first base to be the pinch runner for Sheeran. Sheeran jogs back. Not thrilled about being pinch run for, but again, trying to get everybody in the game here in a, an eight-run game. And we know Collins had a few arm problems, so they kind of shut him down here, but chance to run. So Kudor at second, Payne at first, Nick Sider at the plate. Here comes the first pitch offering. Little up and in. That ball's been a strike the whole time here, the last two innings, but Nick gets the benefit of the doubt. And when you're two for two with the walk, maybe you get the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. Mike, I meant to compliment you on calling over Joey Schlaffer while I walked down to see who was in the dugout. Well, I have to replace one good-looking guy with another, and so I just figured <laughs> that was the most logical <laughs> choice. He's standing right there waving to me. I thought, hey, bring him down. We'll say hi to him. He's a good-looking kid, no question. Yeah, six foot seven, six foot eight, six foot six, depending what publication you read. <laughs> <laughs> he and Anthony Cachese, no one knows how tall they truly are. The enigma of the, uh, the measuring stick. There's a shot oh, by side of left field. That's going to hit the ground here. One hops off the fence, rolls into the corner. Kodora scores. Freeze holds up. Payne at third base. And another double for Nick Sider. Three hits on the day. Three extra base hits. That's his third RBI. And so Ian Dobronecki comes to the plate with a chance to end it here as the Eagles now lead it 10 to 1. Nick Sider is tearing it up, dude. Absolutely, just having a great day. I don't know if I were Freeze, I might have sent him trying to end this game right there. Take a shot. No, I still have a winning run out in base here, but here comes first pitch to Ian Dobernecki. It's up for a ball. 
Ian struck it his first time looking, looking to strike back here. I I'm surprised that Cedar Crest doesn't have their infield in trying to cut down the run. Ground ball here, game's over. But there's another solution for that as well. And what would that be, Mike? Go ahead. Well, maybe Coach Knox is ready to go home here for Cedar oh, Crest. Okay. So <laughs> maybe he's got a date so, so ground ball here. No, I see a wedding band on his finger. I'm sure maybe he says dinner playing with the wife. Dinner with the wife, sure, sure. It's Thursday night, but again, kids have prevented my date night this evening with my wife. As well, we running to volleyball right after this to see the uh, Eagles play tonight in volleyball against the Daniel Boone Blazers. Yeah, Last kids. night was an exciting match. Uh, exciting matches. They took on Red Lion, uh, fit number five team in the district. Beat them in five games. And so, Dobrenecki draws the walk here. Bases Look. are now loaded. Look at who's going to get to end this game. So again, I'm not sure why <laughs> the the entire infield's not in. Bases loaded. We've got Payne on third, Sider on second, Dobrenecki on first, and Rohan. Talagadadivi at the plate. Ooh, first pitch is at so his head. Talagadadivi. There you go. Yeah. First pitch is the ball to Rohan. As Pudge steps in. <laughs> Not sure he's Alex Rodriguez or any of the other Rodriguez's that have played. There's a swing and a miss by Rohan. Good cut there, though. Juan Gonzalez is the original. The original Pudge? Yeah. That's a ground ball to short. And throw across the diamond. And that is, is the out, but that'll end the game. Is, is that makes it 11-1, isn't it? I think there's a 10-run roll, right? That's it. So, yeah, that'll Everybody's end the game. Everybody's coming in, so, so yeah. So, Rohan gets a fielder's choice there. He gets the walk-off with it. Rohan, walk-off. Gets the RBI. Payne. Payne gets the score, the run scored, and so that run pushes it to 11. Two runs this inning, 11-1 final here at Exeter. We'll be back with a quick recap right after this short break. You've been listening to the Exeter Sports Network. Quenching the thirst and filling the bellies of Berks Countyans for over 180 years, the new Birdies Inn in Exeter Township is open again under new ownership. Known for the best burgers in Berks, come check out the new inside renovations and visit the spacious deck when it opens in the spring. Great food, great people, great prices, and live music every week. The new Birdies Inn is located at 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter Township. There's always something new with the old inn. Tired of the sticker shock of auto repair shops? Prime Auto Service at 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue has just the fix. Frank and his crew are efficient, thorough, and have the best labor rate in town. A full auto repair shop, they do state inspections and can conquer any auto repair issue you have. So don't let sticker shock get you anymore. Go to Prime Auto Service. Call 610-401-0376. That's 610-401-0376. 
Prime Auto Service, also your local U-Haul rental provider. Don't throw away your favorite t-shirts just because you don't have room to store them. Make them into a memory quilt. Meg's Quilted Memories turns your old t-shirts into a quilt, one that you can cherish for a lifetime or give as a gift. These high-quality, fully customized t-shirt quilts are made right here in Reading. They're perfect to give or get for any occasion, including your favorite 2022 graduate. Meg's Quilted Memories, stitching together your life story. Visit them at MegsQuiltedMemories.com. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. And so we're back here, Jerry, after the Eagles take their second victory in a row, running their record of 6-2 and two with this non-league win today over the Falcons of Cedarcrest. Uh, final wrap-up stats here for Cedarcrest. Uh, Cedarcrest had one run on two hits and two errors in the field. Exeter 11 runs on eight hits and one error in the field. Again, as I said, they run their record to 6-2. and two. Um, And our opportunity now for next week to come back into league play on a little bit of a winning streak. They got that, that first league win yesterday over Daniel Boone. Uh, so they're 1-1 one one in Burks, 1-6-2 in the season. And uh, again, we talk about the possibilities of what this season could be. Yeah, we're getting into the meat of a schedule now, are we not? Absolutely, absolutely. And so it's uh, going to be incumbent upon them to pile up some wins. Yeah, you know, and Michael Greenwald went out today. He, uh, he pitched five strong innings, uh, one strikeout, two walks, gave up two hits, one earned run uh, of the, the the only run he gave up was earned. Hit two batters today, but again, you know, you look at strikeouts to walks, two hit batters, four walks, uh, two walks, that's four guys on base that didn't have to do anything to get on base with just one strikeout. Ian Wilson came in there in the last inning, and, um, you know, he threw, faced four batters, had a strikeout, and so did a nice job again in relief there in, in one inning. So Exeter has now set themselves up. Uh, they've got their pitching for, for next week with Weller and uh, Sheeran. Um, Wisner threw yesterday a little bit to get his work in. And so, as you said, as they hit league play, this is when it's really got to start now. The next two weeks, you know, I think they play something like, I want to say six games in eight days to finish up the season. So, boy, again, boy. pitching is so important as we get to the end of the season here. And uh, we're only halfway through it right now. But as you said, from here on out, it's all league play. And every yep. game counts. And every game matters, not just for Berks County, but also for districts and things of that nature. But, again, great job today. Uh, you, you got a 10-run, your, your opponent at home here. Good showing for the fans. The weather cleared up for us. So it turned out to be a great day all around. It really did. I... Uh, you know, I, I was a little concerned when the rain started coming because somebody didn't bother to plan for it properly. But, uh, hey, all worked out well. Our equipment survived. We did not melt. Here we are. Well, I'm glad we didn't get electrocuted or melt. I'm glad the equipment survived. Uh, you know, I'm not sure what the... Uh the life insurance policy on this company is and for the workers so uh, oh we're covered don't worry your <laughs> wife might get upwards of 75 or 80 dollars <laughs> well, <laughs> well, there you have, well then, see, then i have no problem we can do this in the pouring down rain it won't bother me at all then. okay good so. I, I just want you to feel secure Mike. well i appreciate that like i said your family will be taken care of well that is great to hear now we're again back on the air saturday at 11 o'clock 10 50 in the morning uh for girls softball uh, so that should be exciting there. Uh, is that Saturday. you and me or is that me and Darren? I think it's you and I. Okay. It's you and I. Um, you know, 
And so we're, we're certainly looking forward to that. But again, uh, wrapping it up here from Riften, Exeter with a 10-run victory over the Falcons, 11-1. to A great showing all the way around. And uh, we are set now for league play moving forward. We appreciate all our listeners today. And uh, don't forget, you can always listen to this rebroadcast tomorrow during the day uh, on jgmedia.us. And you can also download the podcast within the next couple hours if you missed any portion. Well, that is great to hear. So, again, thanks for all of our listeners. Hope you have a great day. That wraps it up here from Exer. 11-1 win for the Eagles, 6-2 on the season. You've been listening to the Exer Sports Network. Good night, everyone. Thank you for joining us for this presentation of Exeter Baseball on the Exeter Sports Network. Brought to you by the new Birdies Inn. 160 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter and Prime Auto Service, 3150 St. Lawrence Avenue. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gallup Media.